I am heartbroken here after learning that British Columbians are lagging behind in sexual satisfaction against the rest of the country. Oh, well, somebody has to come last. All I can say is I have my work cut out for me here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can possibly be. So remember, let's start out the new year with a bang. That said, keep in mind that listener discretion is advised, so do put those babies to bed. Well, not Grayson, our new year's baby, born in uh, Surrey to parents from, not from around Surrey, I can't remember what town it was, but anyway, he can probably stay up. That'll be fine. There's another uh, new Canadian baby uh, we have in the country as well. Mike, uh, nice to see you. Yeah, Welcome you back. Well. Thank you. Congratulations thank you. on the that. new niece. Oh, thank you so the much. Gorgeous yeah. niece. I always say whenever great. there's a baby in the house, it's like Christmas every day. Oh, it's true. It's it, true, it's isn't it? It's a lot it? of fun. She's a great sleeper, so we, we manage to sleep some. Nice. She's gorgeous. So, well, it didn't look you. like it looked like you never let go of her, quite oh, frankly. You had to pry her out of my arms. Yeah. I, <laughs> Feeding her, I had to hand her to my to my sister Aww. when she's feeding. So you know, it was good. Good for you, and you're single, Mike, right? I am. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Look at who wouldn't want a guy like this? Going to uh, make I a love great kids. They're great. They're oh, fun. that's so nice. Now a million women. That's exactly the right thing that you're supposed to say to women. You know, I've been told. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loves kids. Good looking, drop dead gorgeous as well. <laughs> um, oh, too kind. Too kind. Nice guy too. So anyway, great to see you again, Mike. Great to have you back here. So, yes, tonight I'm going to give you a blow-by-blow of the program right now. And we're going to discuss this new study out of the University of Toronto. It's always Toronto saying that uh, British Columbians aren't uh, as good as they are back east. But apparently we are less satisfied with our sex lives. And that is concerning to me here, given that this is the work that I do. But it validates the work that I do. So I have my work cut out for me this year in 2016. How about your New Year's resolutions? I don't like them. I don't generally make them because you release the endorphins when you talk about all the changes you're going to make, all the weight you're going to lose, all the money you're going to make. So you get half of the pleasure. So you've already had the pleasure. So there's no point in actually doing anything. As you know, I talk about below the belt, so I'm going to review a little-known medical problem that happened to a friend of mine. It's called coccidinia. This friend of mine suffered with it greatly for about three and a half weeks, had to leave the ski hill to go to physiotherapy. But anyway, I don't think a lot of people talk about tailbone pain. But that is in the pelvic region, and you need a pelvic floor physiotherapist to help to treat that. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. If you've ever had tailbone pain or a giant pain in the arsh, as we say in Ireland, um, you've come to the right program tonight. So what else am I going to talk about tonight? Well, we did have an earthquake. And if you would like to repeat that, may I suggest a womanizer? Anyway, it is the best little vibrator out there. That's all you need to prepare for an earthquake. Get a bottle of water, womanizer, you'll be all set. Anyway, um, also, so I'm going to talk about sex resolutions. I don't need to make any of those, so I'm all good. So that's why I can talk about that. (laughs) But you, you on the other hand, you might need those. So, and also, I might get off on this, seriously. This really annoyed me to no end. But I got a You Go Girl when I um, posted it on LinkedIn. Because it drives me crazy, these articles that in 
accurately or incorrectly make an attempt to educate women about sexuality. And the article was entitled, it was in Women's Health of all places. I was even loath to post this, but the title is called Have Great Sex Even When You Don't Have an Orgasm. And then subtitled, When Everyone Expects Us to Push Ourselves to the Limit, try, Not Trying So Damn Hard Can Still Reap Some Great Rewards. I totally disagree, and I'm going to tell you about that toward the end of the program. And this is information that we need not share with other women. We need not get that message out. That's an incorrect message. How about if the guys couldn't experience an orgasm? You never hear that. Oh, guys, don't worry about it. If you don't have an orgasm, it's okay. Actually, guys have difficulty experiencing orgasm. So, but that's a problem, and you need to deal with it, and you need to go to therapy. And then you can resolve your issues and deal with all of this and experience the absolute best pleasure of your entire life. And so fortunately, you've come to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show tonight to learn about that. Also, what else am I going to talk to you about tonight? Well, um, in, in order to discuss this fully, I have invited a counselor here. She has a practice in Surrey. Her name is Angela Hurd. She's a counselor, a family and couples counselor. And we're going to talk about the less than satisfying sex the Bickersons and the sex resolution. So we're going to talk all about that. Um, but also, I'm going to. I want to talk about. There's been a lot of issues and, and cases and arrests or charges. I shouldn't say arrests, charges and new documentary and about sexual abuse. I it this drives me crazy because this is I believe is. And according to research, is one of the main reasons for all of the mental illness that we have in the world. Uh, not all of it, but a large percentage of it. At times, I have heard statistics around some of the work I've done on the downtown east side that 95% of the people on the street have had have experienced sexual abuse as a child. This is horrific. This needs to end. I am really strict on this. I've seen so many people suffer, men and women suffer. Uh, Sheldon Kennedy has come to light uh, this week. Swift Current, the town of Swift Current, is honoring him. He's been through hell and back. and But they are also having a new program, which is called Youth Certified. So they are certifying everybody who works with youth. And I'm really careful around this. I don't suggest you have male babysitters. Sorry, you don't want to put anyone in that predicament or in that position. And that is a risk. There is a risk when you have men looking after two, three, four-year-old babies, children that cannot speak uh, up for themselves. I also don't ever suggest that a father should drive the babysitter home, the female babysitter home, or even the male babysitter home. You just don't want to put them in that position. You don't also want to put them at risk for false accusation because that can happen as well. So um, sexual abuse in any way. I have zero tolerance for that. I think it's absolutely disgusting. We need to talk about it more and more and more and more to raise awareness around it. People suffer with this. People don't validate what happened to them. They suffer for years in shame, in secret shame. It's tied to addiction. It is tied to mental illness. It is tied to anxiety, lifelong anxiety disorders, and it is tied to less than satisfying sex. It is tied to the inability to be vulnerable and to just be yourself and to be comfortable and to be uh, 
know the difference between sex that is healthy and sex that is good for you and sex that should be enjoyed and desired and pleasured versus sex that is a crime. And so when one abuses children, they are criminals. That is a crime. So we may uh, touch upon that a little bit more in the program. You can call me, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can always email me, sextalk at cknw.com. I do have a couple of emails that I did want to read to you tonight, and I'll probably get to that at the end of the program. But uh, if you want to tell me how what a great start to the New Year's, how you started it out with a bang, feel free. <laughs> Give me a call. I was having dinner with a group of people on New Year's Eve, and somebody said, uh, so he's, he said, well, I've never had dinner with a sex therapist on New Year's Eve before. And he said he's, he'd never actually had dinner with a sex therapist ever. And he said, so what's your take? Is your take that nobody's having sex? I said, well, pretty much. But you can't listen to me because I'm in clinical practice and people come to see me because they're not having sex. So, you know, that's my perception is that nobody's having sex. Or if they are, it's not great sex or it's not frequent or whatever. And um, so anyway... <laughs> Of course, he wants to confess. He's like, well, we're having sex. I'm like, look, no self-disclosure needed. Okay, I don't believe you anyway. But if you want to tell me your story, I might believe you. So you can call me at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You might just win a little prize. I do owe some people some prizes, and I'm going to get onto that this week. But uh, I, uh, I was laid up a little bit over the holidays, needless to say. But when I return, I'm going to review that study that says we're not that great at sex here in British Columbia, and I'm going to be joined by Councillor Angela Hurd, and I look forward to talking to her about that. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Did I even actually tell you who I was at the beginning of the show? I'm not sure. I was blasting off my mouth quite a bit, which is not unusual for me. But I was talking about a subject that was is very dear to my heart, and I did have, an, have this email, and that subject is sexual abuse, violence against women, violence against any type. And I, I heard, uh, I had an email, Dear Maureen, Portland and boys probably have three times that abuse in six months. Think of the scope of violence that goes on and unreported in the U.S. I'm not sure if you have as big of a problem in your whole country as we do in a few big cities here. I wish these problems would go away for all of us. Of course, my phone died out here where I'm reading this email. Um, And we as men would start to realize that our sacred sisters should be upheld by the men... They've chosen to walk the path of spirit with, and no harm would ever come to either person. Men have been taught that being sensitive to people is not macho, and that it's not his place to respect others' feelings, especially women. It's truly sad, Maureen. I think we need to teach everybody to be sensitive and to be kind to one another. Why not? If you have more sex, chances are you'll actually be nicer because it releases endorphins. Um, And that helps with mood, as you can see. (laughs) present company (laughs) i would say excluded but that's not true (laughs) included okay we're off to a bang this year 2016 love it i love new beginnings um but unfortunately often we have results of studies and this particular study canadians in the atlantic provinces can you believe this have the most satisfying sex and romantic lives i'm heartbroken just 
broken put an arrow through my heart. Well, those in British Columbia are less than happy with what happens in the bedroom. This is according to a new Ipsos poll. The poll was conducted exclusively for Global News, and it found that 61% of Canadians were satisfied with their sex or romantic lives. That means 39% are not. Those in New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, PEI, Newfoundland, and Labrador reporting a higher 71% satisfaction in the lovemaking department. British Columbia was down like 57% or something like that. And Saskatchewan Saskatchewan and Manitoba were second with 68% of respondents saying they were satisfied. So basically the provinces that have the absolute worst weather in the entire country are better in the bedroom. Who's running their sex show, I want to know. So what are we going to do? Well, this study was uh, done by Amy Muse. She's a professor at the University of Toronto, and she specializes in sexuality research. We have a paucity of this research, so I'm glad to have more and more research and that we can talk about it more. And she also says in this, in this study that people who are in relationships tend to be more pleased with their sex lives than their single counterparts. Well, hello, the single people are single. They don't have anybody. So that's makes sense. But anyway, here to talk to me about this and discuss this is Angela Hurd, and she is a counselor, marriage and family and couples counselor. Angela, welcome to the studio. Thanks very much, Maureen. It's nice to be here. Lovely to meet you. Now, Angela, um, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) It's all about me, Angela. Okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Anyway, your practice is in Surrey. Yes, it is. All right. And you see uh, many couples who are married, yeah. who are bickering, who are having problems, and they do they finally get to come and see you? Is that a, Does it take a while for them to come to you, or do you find that you're, they're knocking your door down? And how is it that, uh, what is the sense about, I always say therapy is a gift you give to yourself. So is it hard for couples to come and see you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, lots of times when people come to uh to counseling, it's usually because one person is is considering that this is not the relationship that they want anymore. They are deeply dissatisfied um, or feeling really lonely. Ooh. Um, And so do you think that they maybe should have thrown the towel in at that stage of the game? Or uh, obviously that's what you're there for. But if one is feeling... Does it make a difference if it's the man who's feeling lonely and the man who's feeling like he wants to throw the towel in versus the woman if she feels like throwing the towel in? Because I've heard that once women leave a marriage, they have processed it for a long time prior. But men, there's a bit more of a chance if they're feeling that there's no hope. You know, I haven't seen a difference in whether it's the male or the female that's coming to uh, to counseling. I think the biggest... Um, difference of whether or not it's successful or not is whether or not they're thinking in the we still. If they're already starting to think about plans outside of the marriage of moving on, that's that's when there's higher risk. And how about extramarital affairs? How about uh, do couples come to see you um, when they have learned that one partner, one spouse has had an extramarital affair? Yeah, absolutely. And they're devastated, are they? Devastated. Both, oh. both, both people in the couplehood are usually devastated. They both are. Well, one of them really is. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is uh, <laughs> nothing to cry about. Yeah. Um, but w- are you surprised at the results of this study that uh, we're less than satisfied with our sex lives 
in the country, really, and, and British Columbia is even worse. Uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I, I would be curious to know some of the details of the study and, and, and how they were measured. But for sure, I think that, you know, we have different demographics on this end of the of the uh, coast, the, uh, the country, uh, the country and, and so that may play a piece in that. And so how do what, what um, would be a typical situation of why a couple would come and see you? What would they um Oftentimes it's because they've become isolated from each other, their their communication is really broke down, or it never really developed into something that was full and um, uh, one that they felt was fulfilling, that they could share their deepest dreams and, and work towards them together. And, and, and what's a sign of a couple's communication breaking down? What, what would they present with? Uh, they might fight a lot about things. Pardon me about things that um, that are on a daily basis that keep coming up, um, where they find no resolution. They uh, such as like finances, or finances, parenting, um, personal free time, um, how they spend their time together or not. And how about sex? Does that um, is that a big issue? Yeah, but you know, I find that people are less. Um, they're less communicative about sex. They don't necessarily talk about it. It's one of the taboo uh, subjects. Um, Hence my role here. No, <laughs> So valuable. It is so valuable that we're talking about. You just told me I should be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I said you'd be a great dentist <laughs> because you'd be able to talk to people. <laughs> talk someone's ear off. I have to send them off to the ENT surgeon. But... Um, uh, so they they're not even are they not even addressing their sex lives? I mean, I can't imagine if communication has broken down, if they're at the end of their ropes, if um I could have used the ropes in another way, but anyway, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's beside the point. That's for the fun couples um <laughs> that aren't in your office. <laughs> I'm not sure what was in my dinner tonight, but anyway. Um <laughs> uh so have they like departed from the bedroom they're not even talking about it discussing it going there is sex a problem is that how it manifests itself that they have low sexual desire so people might be sleeping in separate rooms they uh, might be spending extended periods of time away from each other Uh, they might have jobs that take them in different places for long periods of time they might be spending a lot of time with their friends and not with each other or their family and trying to avoid yeah. the big avoidance tactics. So what are the kinds of things that you suggest? Uh, first of all, sleeping in separate bedrooms. What do you think of that? I think it puts a physical barrier between two people. And whether it's for snoring or not getting along, I just don't think it's a great idea myself. I even think a king-size bed is, is a bit large. <laughs> I think you need to be more intimate. But anyway, I digress. Uh, it's it's definitely on the continuum towards not being close together and not touching at all. And, and as you said, the king-size bed, right? You can get away with sleeping next to each other and, and kind of paralleling what it's like in your day-to-day life. You move together, um, taking care of family and, and uh, your, the things that are important, but not actually communicating. Exactly. So what are some of the suggestions you make? We'll begin with some of them because we're going to have to go to break shortly. But... Uh, what would be some of the suggestions you would make to somebody who says, you know what, I'm done, I'm out of here, I'm making plans, but I thought we'd give it one last effort? I say good for you. Good for you for stopping and just reflecting on it because it's a big decision to actually end the relationship, and you want to really make sure that you've explored all the opportunities that you have available to you. So I would suggest that um, changing the atmosphere 
and um, looking at how you can change uh, your culture of appreciation um, and being fond with each other. That's going to be hard, especially if people are really angry, if they come to you and they are in a state of anger, they're not looking at each other, they're fed up, they're calling the lawyer, they're, you know, looking at rental apartments. I mean, these are the, some of the kind, some of the kinds of things that I see, especially, but it, it's largely around low sexual desire. So um, women will experience low sexual desire and then the partners are upset and then there's no sex happening and then everything else falls apart and we're going to get... Back to that when we return. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Thanks for hanging with me. Um, We are talking about this devastating study that says that British Columbians are the most, are the least satisfied with their sex lives. With me here. I can't believe it. Anyway, I'm going to help you. Not to worry. And I have Angela Hurd here, and she sees lots of you Mr. and Mrs. Bickersons out there that are on the brink of divorce. You're going to cut your assets in half. You're going to be fighting over the kids. Who's going to stay in whose house for the holidays? It's hell, right? Uh, and, and that's what people are looking at, if they cannot resolve their differences. And so that's what they come to you for, Angela. So somebody has to change and somebody has to want to change. Is that correct to deal with the breakdown in a marriage? Absolutely. And and a little bit of it is trying to give people a picture of what it's going to look like potentially for them if they don't work it out. And uh, so I love what you're saying, Maureen, about, you know, it's about cutting assets. It's about dealing with the kids and the fallout and, and, and all that um, because people are often looking just for the relief from the frustration and the anger and contempt that they're carrying around with them. And do you find that if people do end up getting divorced and they have not dealt with their issues in their first relationship, they're going to bring that baggage straight to the second relationship and they're going to have the same issues again? Very often. Very Very often. often. And it shows up in the stats that way as well. It does. Yes, absolutely. So what are some of the things people can do to change? Like they're really angry. They're bitter. They're barely talking to each other. One has one foot out the door. The other's called the lawyer. What do you do? Well, by the time they get to that point... One's hiding assets. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the time they get to that point where they're feeling pretty pretty much that they're done, uh, they're only looking for negatives. And so we try and look at how can we turn that around. It's a negative feedback loop. You know, you, you, right. you feel bad, you're looking for what's bad. That's right. So do you try to make people feel good? So right. exactly. We try and, ma- and help people start looking for those pieces of what brought them together in the first place. Okay. And so what are some of the biggest issues people face? Uh, A lot of times it's because they don't understand what the other person's world is like. They Mm -hmm. don't understand the stressors that person might be under. So they might be taking personally what somebody else is doing when it's not about them at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, go ahead. They might not um, have the communication skills to be able to even talk about what's going on and what their experience is themselves. Right. Now, how about... um, you know, when when somebody is with somebody who has mental illness, perhaps, or addiction issues, or has had the affair, uh, you say that both pay, both clients come in, mm-hmm. uh, even though one has had the affair, mm-hmm. both come in feeling terrible about that. So do you think that a marriage can survive an affair? It's an age-old question. Yeah, I do. I actually do. And I think that uh, the marriages that I've Uh, supported that have gone through that and survived through that, they've had stronger marriages at the end of it. 
You, really, do you think that really somebody can go can get over the fact that one has gone outside of the relationship, especially in today's world of social media? It's so easy to go outside of a relationship through Twitter, LinkedIn, Match, Plenty of Fish, Tinder. Uh, you can sign on, be anybody you want online. And, and that, too, constitutes, correct me if I'm wrong, but that constitutes going outside of the marriage. You're seeking other women. You're interested in other women. You're taking that fantasy just a little bit too far. Yeah, absolutely. It's a tough one to work with, but the reality is it's usually a symptom. It's not an end. And so there's lots of problems in the marriage when people usually are going outside of the marriage And do you think that's a distraction technique as well for people to say, I just don't want to deal with this. I'm going to go find some pleasure elsewhere. Yeah, it can be a distraction. It can be um, a way of not dealing with the actual, am I happy in this relationship and do I want to stay in it and dealing with the consequences of what to do. Exactly. And people get so much pleasure. I knew of a uh, couple who... Uh, she did not realize that he was married until she was bringing him home to meet the parents <laughs> and his wife phoned. And that was fairly, fairly inconvenient. But um, she said that he was lovely to her. He was amazing. They had great sex. They had wonderful times together, laughing, having a, an absolute blast. He happened not to be from the city where she was living, but he came here for work or there for work, and um, and then, as it turned out, he'd been married for a number of years, had children, and his wife had been dealing with him and his depression for all those married years, but she saw no depression, and often, because of the release of endorphins during sex and during an affair, and you have no pressures and no uh, nobody nagging at you you know i hate to even say that but you know no when people are in their homes even if their dishwasher is full it can be a stress but once you leave the home it doesn't matter if the dishwasher is full or not yeah the responsibilities having to deal with the responsibilities so a lot of those situations where people are having double lives it's because they um are literally living a double life where they're having a pleasure on one side and on the other they're dealing with all the Difficult things. Exactly. This particular situation had tragic consequences, and the man who was actually having the affair actually uh, died by suicide. Um, Very sad. Some, yeah. So it can be have devastating mm-hmm. results, mm-hmm. and and that's why it's really important to deal with issues uh, in a relationship and to deal with them early on. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Talking about uh, relationships. Uh, I can't speak more than enough about that. I'm so, um, I've seen so many devastating results of people who haven't talked, who have left it too long, but it's really never too late. If you haven't broken that relationship and left, then today would be a day that you can start making a change. That's excellent. You also do some work um, with uh, sexual abuse victims as well. Tell me about that. Yes, so uh, we do provide counseling to people who come through crime victim assistance. So it's a government program where funding's provided to people, and if they qualify, if they've had a sexual abuse history, um, whether they've reported it or not, they can make an application and have their counseling funded 100%. So it is a really good um, program to be able to access. Which is excellent because people who have been the victims of sexual abuse or assault or trauma, unwanted mm-hmm. sexual advances, definitely need counseling. Mm-hmm. So your website, Angela, is? 
It's uh, www.familyhopeclinic.com. And you are located? We're in Cloverdale in Surrey. In Cloverdale. Okay, well, fantastic. It's great work that you do. Thank you so much for Thank coming into the show and being a, my guest. I really appreciate it. So if you are having problems in your marriage and you live out in the Cloverdale, Surrey area, or maybe people might live in Burnaby or in mm-hmm. Steveston or in West Van or... Uh, Squamish. They want to come. They want to go to another town. You know, they don't want to necessarily go in their own town. And so it may not be. If you're in Cloverdale, you may want to go to North Van. Anyway, but thank you so much, Angela. Lovely to meet you as well. Okay, so when I come back, going to get into some of those sex resolutions. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. And uh, thanks to my guest, Angela Hurd, a counselor who deals with couples who are having issues in their relationship. And one thing that Angela wanted to point out, and I wanted, I thought it was very important to say that as it is with the Family Hope Clinic out in Cloverdale, the first hour is free. They also have students, uh, so the students are free as well, and they're sliding scale. So if you can't afford it, if you think you can't afford it, you can take a closer look because you likely can afford it, and it'll be a lot less expensive to get therapy than it will to get a lawyer. Anyway, so uh, you may need to make some sex resolutions this year for 2016. You need to start the year out with a bang. I had an email from a woman, and she said that, unfortunately, 2015 did not end with a bang, but she was having a physical problem. And she emailed me about a very common problem that women have, which is vaginal dryness. She also had a history of cancer in her family, And she didn't want to take localized estrogen for that, even though there was no problem taking low-dose localized estrogen for vaginal dryness or vaginal atrophy, which is a condition that many people in perimenopause and postmenopause have. You've heard me talk about it on the air before. Um, She didn't want that estrogen, and her doctor prescribed that, and her doctor didn't give her any other options. And she came upon my blog which is back to the bedroom-blog.ca. It's um, basically a blow-by-blow about vaginal health. And so she read all about it and read all about the different treatment options for vaginal dryness, everything from coconut oil to V-Love to Joy Gel to uh, Repigyne to Gynotroph, and they're all personal moisturizers. As, an I, as I say, it's just as important to moisturize your vagina as it is your face. You know you're doing a great job when your newly single friend, male friend, says... I'm all I'm educated about the vagina and I know all about those lubes <laughs> now that he's out on the dating scene again at the age of 48. Anyway, so, you know, you've done good work. But uh, so this woman was wondering if Canada, because she was from the States, if Canada had any better options. So, of course, I did tell her about some of the hormone-free options, and they are, as I said, Repigyne, which is an ovule that's inserted into the vagina, hormone-free. It has hyaluronic acid. It heals vaginal tissues. Also, Joy Gel has, um, it has yam in it, which has estrogen, which is a natural estrogen, I should say, and also coconut oil. So those are really good for youthful vaginal tissues, and you want to have that. You want to make sure that your vagina is healthy in 2016, because especially if you're going to make sex resolutions. So... What do you think would be a good sex resolution? A lot of people could say have more sex, but you hear a lot about quality versus quantity, and um, some people just want to have some sex. And obviously, we're not having enough sex here in British Columbia, so we've got to work on that, okay, everybody? 
please just stay with me and work on this together um, so that we look better. We want to improve our sex, our sexual satisfaction this year. Now, don't we? Because we'll all be happier and look younger. And we will sleep better and we'll be thinner. We won't have to go to the gym as much. We won't have to cut down on food as much. But, you know, you might want to cut out certain aspects of your diet. You want to cut out the sugar because sugar is inflammatory. Fructose is really bad for you. And in fact, there's a new study out that uh, out of the University of Austin at Texas, uh, at University of Texas at Austin, sorry, that um, revealed that fructose is uh, increases risk for metastatic disease. Most people with cancer die of the metastatic disease. And so fructose is not good. So look at the ingredients. Check out the salt content on the food you're eating. I would say just eat clean food, just eat vegetables and low glycemic index fruits. I learned today that yam fries were medium glycemic index. Not a bad snack to have, you know, just a few of them. You don't have to overindulge in anything. So what would be the sex resolutions for this year? Well, how about if we take the electronics, unless, of course, they vibrate, out of the bedroom? So you want to take the television set out unless you're watching some light porn on there. And porn can be good for erectile dysfunction, don't forget. But keep in mind, bedrooms are for sleeping, relaxing, lovemaking. Make it beautiful. Order those hotel sheets if you can afford them from the Westin <laughs> at Whistler, um, the heavenly bed. They're like four or $500. All right. Okay, that's out of the question. I'm sorry. But, you know, you can also go and get some high thread count at a low discount. I like designer quality at discount prices, so go to winners. I'm not... I'm not promoting anything here, but you know what? If you hunt for quality, you can find it, and that's in a partner as well. So you might want to make your sex resolution that you're going to hunt for a an improved, a high thread count partner this year. Um, so if that's the case, you might want to go on to Match or Plenty of Fish, or I might stay away from Tinder. There's some new apps out, Hinge. There's a million of them. Uh, so get on there and maybe find somebody as I've, I think I've told you the story before, my patient who, female patient, who was tired of every man on there just wanting sex, surprise, surprise, so she put the same thing. She just wanted sex. Unfortunately, it worked out. She did get 500 to choose from, but the one she chose was the only guy who couldn't have sex because he had erectile dysfunction at the age of 42. But anyway, so it was a little bit ironic. Another one you want to do is you want to exercise all of your muscles. Now, do you remember I told you about that person, that friend of mine that had coccidinia? She had tailbone pain. This is a little talked about situation that, you know, occurs for no reason, so it can be idiopathic. It can occur from falling, so from an injury to your tailbone. Your coccyx is your tailbone. I know you're thinking something else. Um, it can be from a tumor, which is very rare, though, that it is from a tumor. And it can be from tight muscles, so tight glutes. Uh, it can have moved. And so you want to, uh, initially you may, because it's painful, you may want to apply some ice and use anti-inflammatories. We have to be very careful because they can be detrimental to your gut lining and it can cause some GI bleeding. So be careful with those. But what I think a very good option is to go to a pelvic floor physiotherapist who will adjust, and I'm not going to go into details of how they adjust, but there's an external adjustment and an internal adjustment. Uh, and so if this friend of mine had not found out from another friend at dinner that who had experienced coccidinia, 
or tailbone pain or a pain in the arse, um, she may not have gone off to a pelvic floor physiotherapist who specializes in that area and, and was able to move the tailbone over. And my friend was able to get back on the slopes because it chronic pain is terrible. It can affect your mood. It can impact, of course, it can make sex painful. So you want to exercise all your muscles. So in addition to the um, manipulation of the tailbone, this person was also suggested to, this friend was also suggested to stretch her gluteal maximus, rather large maximus, I might say. Um, Anyway, routinely throughout the day so to keep muscles stretched and warm and then also take warm baths so that can be a romantic thing so take warm more warm baths with your partner this year also think arousing thoughts if we think about sex we talk about sex you're in touch with your sensual sensual self you can build self-confidence in your sex life will only improve so you want to build that mind-body connection and so you know fantasize think about somebody else if you're so tired of that same same old, same old. You can always think about George Clooney if you want. Um, I think it's really important that everybody install a bedroom door lock to keep your mother-in-law out, although that will help with erect, uh, premature ejaculation. That will certainly slow things down. But keep the kids out and keep the dogs out, the pets out as well. I know I've talked in the past that keeping pets in your bed helps you to sleep better, but you know, exercise more and you will sleep better. Get up early in the morning, exercise, get that sun in the in through your eyes you'll get better melatonin levels and you'll sleep better at night make sex fun okay come on we've got to up our game here we are doing so poorly here sex toys role playing whatever gets your engines revving you got to go for it in 2016 unfortunately i have to go to break or i would go deeper into all of these little vibrating wonders but anyway you can always visit my website www.backtothebedroom.ca When I return, we're going to wrap this baby up. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the end of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show for tonight, but I will be back next week. Uh, Every Sunday, I come to you live to talk about this. I do want to talk about uh, experiencing orgasm for women. There, if you get, there's this whole crew out there. I really don't know who they are. I've never had an orgasm. That's I definitely know that. Um, but they're saying that it's okay for women not to have one, and that most women don't have one every time, or maybe even most times that they hit the sheets. Well, forget that. That is women. It is related to women have not been socialized or educated appropriately around sex, around the female sexual response cycle. Um, you know, you know, the valleys are certainly not as good as the peaks. Like some women would like you to believe these women are just jealous. Don't listen to them. <laughs> um, that's what my mother always taught me. Uh, so this is it's better to know yourself, know what feels good, understand how your body works um, you know, understand you, you want to be, a, you're, of course, you're going to have a better orgasm the more attracted you are to somebody or if it's somebody new or if it's exciting or, I mean, if it's, you know, just just for fun. Um, and it's going to be, but you can certainly still experience, experience orgasm in a long-term relationship. So, uh, you know, these women who say it's okay, you know, I, I'm okay not to have an orgasm, but I feel satisfied knowing that my husband is satisfied every time Give me a break. Anyway, I know that a lot of women can relate to this, but you do not have to stand for that, and I am here to tell you this. Uh, And this is the purpose of this show. We're going to dive into this a little bit more deeply 
next week because, of course, we've run out of time. Um, so the orgasm gap is subject number one for next week, so beware. Um, I did tell you about another email I'd had from a gentleman who uh, experienced low sexual desire or no sex with his wife of many years, like 17 years. He was married. Unfortunately, she passed away a couple of years ago, and she would never talk about sex. She got to talk about sex. It's really important. I'll get to that email next week as well, because I'm certain a lot of you can relate to it. I have a lot of talks coming up this year. I'll be talking, talking, talking. I've just found out I should have been a dentist. <laughs> My guest tonight said that I would just like, just stick that mouth guard in those patients' mouths, and I would just chat on, just talk the whole time. Anyway, I can't say I disagree with her. She's probably correct. Um, I, anyway, on Tuesday morning, I'm speaking over at Lionsgate Hospital at Grand Rounds, and it's called Beyond the Talk, How to Talk, How Doctors Should Talk to Teens About HIV. I had dinner with a bunch of doctors a few weeks ago, and they said to me, it was all male doctors, and they said, how'd you get so comfortable about talking about sex? I'm like, you guys are the doctors. I'm the nurse for crying out loud. I can't believe you're asking me that question. Um, I have uh, I have some experience uh, talking about sex, needless to say. And yes, I am very comfortable. And it's a subject we need to become comfortable with because you're at greater risk for sexual assault, sexual abuse, especially if you're in children, if we don't talk about it. So parents need to talk about it. Doctors need to talk about it. I'm also going to be at the Taboo Sex Show on February 5th. And I, hopefully I'll have some more exciting news for you about that next week. Um, I'm also going to be at the National Wellness Show on February 13th and 14th, which is at the Convention Center. I'm um, I'm speaking over at Qualicum Beach. I'm looking forward to that, Probus. And I'm also doing a TEDx talk on May 28th at the Queen Elizabeth Theater, talking about the sexless marriage. Anyway, go visit my website if you like, www.backtothebedroom.ca. Follow me on Twitter, at back, the number two, the bedroom. And remember, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. And you know what? Love doesn't hurt. It's the rejection that does. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.